Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of our Wednesday night study entitled A Study of Prayer based on the book How to Pray by Ronnie Floyd. Since this is a discussion-based study, we have edited out the comments made by those in attendance due to the fact that they do not have a microphone. May you draw closer to God each day in your prayer life. Lesson number eight, how to pray through to completion. Our study of prayer tonight, here is the phrase that we're going to work on. How to pray it through. How to pray it through. In other words, how many times should you pray the same prayer? How many times should you ask God the same prayer? And that's what we're going to talk about, concentrating on the concept of praying it through. Uh, Being persistent in prayer, asking God for something until a breakthrough comes that we sense His answer, uh, that we know that God is at work in answering our prayer. The answer might be yes, the answer may be no, the answer may be wait. But whatever the answer is, there's a breakthrough in that you know God is answering that prayer Uh, But we are persistent in that prayer concern until we have the peace that God has answered us. Uh, Praying a need through uh, is part of our faith walk. It's part of God's expectation of us in the way that we are to pray uh, and that we are to understand this as a principle of a true prayer life. So here's a central question in this area of praying a need through. How long do you pray for something? How long do you come to God asking the same thing? Now, there are different angles of thought related to praying something through. Let me give you a couple of them as the author brings it forth in this book. Uh, some, Some people say, if you have enough faith, you should only pray for something one time. If you pray for it more than one time, what you're telling God is that you are questioning whether he hears or sees the need. If you have to ask him over and over again, you're questioning God's sovereignty to hear your prayer or to see the need. So only pray one time, and if you pray more than one time, it's expressing a doubt in who God is. And yet, If you balance that against God's Word, that is not the principle that we see in God's Word at all. It is not contained in the Word of God. You cannot support that thought through the Word of God. It's not what it teaches us. Uh, Another way that uh, we look at uh, if we pray for a particular need for a long period of time uh, with no answer from God, then it's then it's evident we've not had that breakthrough. Uh, And if we pray for something over and over again, three issues could arise. Uh, Here's an issue. If I pray multiple times about something, and I don't sense, feel, or have the peace that an answer has come, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm asking for something over and over again because God's not answering the prayer Because of my lack of faith, I'm not praying the prayer in the right way. So if the answer doesn't come, one person says, well, maybe that's because you're doubting who God is. He can hear your prayer after one time. If an answer, you don't feel that you have the peace that the answer has come, some would say, 
Well, maybe that's because you lack the faith to pray the prayer in the right way. Another issue to arise in a long-term prayer is guilt. And this can be a tool of Satan to make you think you're taking up too much of God's time by praying the same thing over and over again. You, you know, we all, we all have that last nerve. And uh, if somebody hadn't gotten on your last nerve, you're a blessed person. So some people say, you keep praying the same prayer, you're going to get on God's last nerve. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to hear your prayer over and over and over again. So one angle, another angle looking at prayer is if you pray it too much, you're going to get on the wrong side of God, and that's a tool of Satan. God always loves to hear his children, even when we're asking for the same thing over and over again. But some people feel guilty because they say, God, should I even bring this up one more time? And they feel guilty about it. Here's another issue that can arise with long-term need of prayer, and that is uncertainty. Should I keep praying this same prayer? Have I prayed it out enough? Does God want to hear it another time? I'm not sure I should be even praying this prayer right now because I've spoken it so many times. Uh, And again, that uncertainty can breed doubt. And when that happens, that one prayer need that brings uncertainty slows down your entire prayer life. Or even brings it to a grinding halt. Because you're just not confident that you're praying in the right way. Your certainty in the act of prayer has been questioned or damaged. And it slows down all of our prayer life. Well, let's talk a little bit tonight about what Jesus says about praying something through. How many times should you pray something through? I want you to take your Bible. Turn with me to... Luke chapter 11, an interesting word of Jesus here, and we're going to break it down a little bit tonight. Luke chapter 11, one of Jesus' disciples admired the Lord's prayer life, and he requested of Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. What a great, what a great request to ask Jesus to teach us how to pray. And immediately, Jesus responded with what we call the Lord's Prayer. Uh, actually, uh, whoever named that, it's, it's, it, is, it was prayed by the Lord. That is, it is the Lord's Prayer in that regard. But it also is the believer's prayer because it's the template as to how you and I are to pray. Now, it's perfectly good and right to pray that prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. But also, Jesus gave us that prayer to give us the framework of how to word our own prayers. That you include the holiness of God. That you thank Him for your daily bread. That you thank Him for all the blessings of life. And then you can bring your request to Him as well. But, but through that prayer, the Lord Jesus gives us the template uh, and the skeleton uh, as to how to pray a prayer that is pleasing to God. Uh, so, let's just look at that. At the beginning here, Luke chapter 11, look at verses 1 through 4. Now, this, this, uh, this section in my Bible is titled, The Model Prayer. Uh, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he had ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. 
And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we see a version of Jesus' model prayer, and you see a couple versions of that prayer in God's Word. But after Jesus presented this model prayer to his disciples, gave them the template as to how they're to pray, he gave a great illustration about how many times we are to pray. And uh, this, is, this is, is, is one of those priceless words of God. So let's look at verses 5 through 13. Luke chapter 11, go to verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Okay, as we see these precious words, let's, let's kind of move this into a modern-day picture so we can pick up the gist of it. So a friend uh, comes to your house at midnight, and this friend has not eaten all day, and they ask bread of you. They ask a meal of you, and that person is starving. Well, it's midnight, you were not expecting this visitor to come into your house, uh, and you've not prepared to give away any food. You haven't baked any bread that day. You don't have anything prepared to give away to this friend who has come knocking on your door at midnight. So because you have no food yourself in your own house for him, you want to help that hungry friend. So you get up, leave your house at midnight, and go to your neighbor's house. And you knock on that door saying, can you give me three loaves of bread? Can you give me bread to take to my friend who is starving at my house? Well, the neighbor's been asleep. It is midnight. You've kind of gotten on his last nerve. And he calls back out of the house and says, not now, not tonight. 
I can't help you tonight. My wife and my kids are all tucked in and asleep. You'll notice in the, in the, in the biblical version it says the kids are in bed with me, which was typical of the ancient family. The, the sleeping quarters were small. They slept uh, in a knot. They slept in a ball. Uh, the kids are in bed with me. I can't get to the door. If I get up, we'll, I'll wake everybody up. Uh, so the neighbor who's been asleep says, I'm sorry, but I can't help you tonight. Everybody's all tucked in and asleep. If I get up now trying to find three loaves of bread, I'm going to wake everybody up in the house. So go back home, and I'll see you tomorrow. So you're tempted to give up your request and go back to your home, which still has your hungry, starving friend in it. But your guest being on the brink of starvation pushes you to go back to that house and knock on the door again. And ask your request for bread once again. And because of your persistence, the neighbor finally gets up out of bed. Maybe goes through waking up the family as he stumbles through to get the bread out of the cupboard. And he gives you the bread that you needed. Well, Jesus follows it up with this. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. So he uses this rather humorous story uh, about neighbors and don't wake me up and don't make me wake up my family. Uh, I, I get a little smile when I read that, that passage of Scripture about the friend that calls out of his house. I don't want to wake up all my family to, to help you out. Uh, but really, if you go back to the original Greek, when, when Jesus says, ask and seek and knock, here's what the Greek words are saying. Ask... And keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. So they are forthcoming always, asking, seeking, knocking. And it will be given you. The door will be open to you. So Jesus is quite clear here in his direction about prayer. Of course, this is a, this is a story or a, a, a an account that relates the way we are to continue asking God. Uh, I don't know that God has ever hollered out of heaven, leave me alone, I'll see you tomorrow. But the implication is that we shouldn't be asking God at an importune time. Uh, we can ask at another time. And yet Jesus says, don't be filled with doubt. You don't have to be filled with guilt. You don't have to be filled with uncertainty about whether you should approach the throne of God with prayer or when you should approach the throne of God with prayer. Any time is an appropriate time to come to the Lord with your need. He is willing to hear you. Uh, asking is a very, very important element of prayer. Seeking is also important. Let me, again, here's, here's kind of the, the, the Greek inflection of the word seek. Uh, if we put it in our terms, if you need a job... You are going to ask God for employment. But you don't just lay down on the couch and file your nails and wait for somebody to call you and say, I got a job for you. But seeking means that you actively, with God's blessing, go out looking for that job, for that employment. And by God's blessing, he will lead you to the place where you're going to find it. But it takes effort on your part. That's the, that's the essence of seeking. That you don't just sit down and say, okay, God, I'm waiting for you to answer my prayer. But rather, it is God is going to answer your prayer. That's a, that's a given to the believer. But sometimes it takes your own personal effort for God to bless 
in the journey of answering your prayer. Does that make sense? That's the essence of seeking. That you are putting energy and expending yourself as God leads you to the point of answering that prayer. That's important. If, if for example, you say, I, I have uh, someone in my life who is in prison. God, uh, I, I would love to know that someone is going to take the gospel to my friend in prison. And God says, all right, you're seeking me for that. you got shoes on your feet. You go, and I will use you to give the gospel to your friend in prison. So rather than saying, God, send somebody, you can expect there are times when God says, yes, I will send somebody, and that somebody is you. If you seek that prayer to be answered, I'm going to be, use you as part of the answer. So that's the essence of seeking. God asks us to make a move as well. Knocking, as it's used here uh, in this illustration, uh, this illustration stands for persistence. Persistence. Keep knocking until you get the open door. Keep knocking until uh, the bread that you've requested comes through that door to you. In fact, the Greek word for knocking implies here persistence and audacity and boldness and relentlessness. Don't let up in knocking on the door for the answer to your prayer. So what's Jesus teaching about prayer? Pray it through. Continue to pray until God has given you the peace of an answer, until something happens in a breakthrough. Uh, now, continue with the scripture here. Jesus asked his disciples some questions. He said, how many of you as a father, an earthly father, how many of you, if your child comes to you hungry, uh, how many of you would give a snake to your child if your child is asking for fish for nourishment? How many of you earthly fathers would give your child a poisonous scorpion when he comes asking for a boiled egg? Would you, would you substitute the bad for the good? Absolutely, you know you wouldn't. If you're a father, and particularly if you're a godly father, you know you're going to give good things to your children. You're going to give what they ask for in a good sense to fill their need. So in, as we think about that, that's the way we earthly sinful fathers think. Well, let's put that on the level of perfection, holiness, hallowedness. Uh, our God, we can be assured, is not going to be mean or harmful to his children. He's going to answer our needs in the way that he knows is best. And as, as we made a point last week, he's going to answer our needs in a way that is best in that moment, in that period of time. But God has the ability to look down the hallway of time, and the answer to that prayer is going to be right for the long haul. Not just for that moment but it's going to bring about results for the long haul in the way that he answers that prayer. And sometimes we have to say, Lord God, I understand that you're telling me to wait, or even, Lord God, you're telling me no in this prayer request, but in the long haul, the no is the right answer. It, the right thing gets done when God says no to whatever our prayer is. Uh, so really, in summary, how long should we pray one specific prayer need? Here's some guidelines. Pray until you know it is not God's will for you to pray that prayer any longer. And really, there's something in the Holy Spirit living in us, dwelling in us, that tells us you've prayed the prayer enough. Uh, I'm going to honor your prayer, or I am honoring your prayer. You don't need to pray it again. Uh, but the Holy Spirit gives us that. 
That doesn't, that's not dredged up from our wisdom or from our mind or from our thinking, but rather it is a, a direction that comes by and through the Holy Spirit. And I want you to remember this, as we, um, the book reminds us. There is no need to pray a prayer that is contrary to the Word of God. There's no need to pray a prayer that is opposed to what God tells us in His Bible. Because God is not going to work against Himself. So if you see in the Bible whatever thing you're praying about addressed in the Word... If you're asking for the opposite thing, that prayer will not be answered. Not in your way, because it's opposed to God's word. So we bear that in mind. Uh, also, pray until God answers the prayer, until you see that breakthrough. Uh, now, if you're praying for someone to be saved, you pray that prayer over and over and over and over again. Because we know God's will there. We know how God feels about prayer. Listen to these words. Uh, this is one of my favorite verses, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we see God's heart in that one verse, that the that the prayer of salvation for your brother, your sister, your friend, your family member. Uh, if you're praying for their salvation, there is no end to that prayer until you see the breakthrough come. Keep praying. Uh, and you know, I, I've talked to many a person over the years who've said, I've prayed for this individual for 20 or more years. But here, here there's the breakthrough. Here, that person came to Jesus. Uh, it took 20 years for my prayer to be answered. Now, that's not because God wouldn't answer it in a split second, but, but that heart had to be softened and opened to the Savior, and that breakthrough came. Uh, pray until God lifts the burden, until God releases you of that prayer with a sense of resolution and peace. So, if you're praying a prayer for someone, something, you keep on praying that prayer through. Randy? Here, my... My view on that is when Jesus says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, it means that it's going to be my answer. It's the Holy Spirit's answer. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit's decision on that prayer. I, I, that's, that's, as I read that, that's what came through my mind is God is in control, and the Holy Spirit will let you know that prayer has been answered in God's way. Does anybody else have a, an opinion on that? The Comforter. So the Comforter of the Holy Spirit gives you the assurance that the prayer has been answered by God in the right way. Good, good, good question or observation, Randy. Anybody else with another? Yes? Every Christian failure, well, just off the cuff, and here, that, this is just a me, and if you all have something you'd like to say about it, please do contribute to that. But my, my thought on that immediately is the Christian's failure is that they didn't bathe whatever that issue was in prayer. And if you don't, if you don't bathe your life in prayer, you are bound to make mistakes and missteps. Uh, so our failures come because we're not seeking God's will uh, in communication with him about God, inform my, lead my next steps as I live in you. And, and you know, when we don't ask for his steps, we're going we're gonna to misstep. And so not, not, not praying about it is going to bring failure. That's just off my cuff. Anybody else have an observation about that? 
Come on, you can tell me. Well, I, I think the lack of, prayerless, of prayer in your life, prayerlessness, leads us to trouble. Uh, and and I, I would say as we wake up in the morning, you know, if we can just start that day with that prayer of God, please don't let me step out of your will today. Please, I pray that you keep me in your will and on your path today. Uh, there's, there's a great guidance that we need that if, as, as we listen to him and, and ask for his wisdom. Karen, a thousand times a day. That's, it sounds like what she's saying is, keep, keep knocking on the door all day long. Don't stop. Does God get tired of that? I would, but does God get tired of that? Okay, all right. But, but God doesn't get tired of the knock as you knock on the door all day long, a thousand times. Pray constantly. That's right. Right. Pray constantly. It's, it is a lifestyle. Uh, now, I, do I believe a devotional time in your day is important in my day? Absolutely. That you set aside... 15 minutes, half hour, if you have the hour, whatever it is, that you set aside that, that, that uh, fenced-in moment that you're by yourself, you're in your prayer closet, you're with the Word, you're in prayer. But, but that should not comprise all your day of prayer. Okay, God, thanks. I'm, I'm shutting the door. I'm done today. I've done my 15 minutes. But rather, prayer is a lifestyle. Uh, it's, it's ongoing and it's constant. That's right. You have to slow down, be still. That's right, to hear the answers. And, and sometimes, personally, that's my downfall, is, is, is being still long enough to listen. I might, I might have a couple of witnesses that will join me tonight to say that, but I won't ask. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we're going to pray. Maybe there's something that you need to lay before the Lord tonight that is a constant prayer for you. Uh, if you'd like to share it with your brothers and sisters, you don't have to be so specific. Maybe it's a person you've been praying for, just asking God to bless your prayers for that person. Uh, if you would like to just lead us in that moment uh, that, that we as brothers and sisters are saying, we're praying some things through in our life. There are some issues in our life that we're praying through that we want God to know that we're sincere in prayer and in faithfulness, and we're going to ask and we're going to seek and we're going to knock until that breakthrough comes. Maybe. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you will join us on our next podcast.